0: Hey what's up? Welcome into Drummer Daily, the daily companion for your drumming life. My name is Daniel Hadaway, aka The Drum Coach, and I am so happy that you're here again for another fantastic little talk about drumming. Uh, So today I want to talk about uh, something that I've, I've gotten a lot of questions about and it's something that I deal with all the time in my own drumming uh, especially when it, well, not especially, only when it comes to recording my drums, um, and that is, do I, or what do I think of uh, fixing timing in drums, uh, in drum tracks? So the the art and science of time aligning drums or beat detective, there's a lot of different words for it, the art of quantizing drums, of making drums perfect or the timing of drums perfect, or at least closer to perfect. Um, and so, let me let me just. Uh, l- there's not really a good way to get into this without just kind of jumping straight to the heart of the matter. I I get people all the time who ask, and they have a very principled stance of their own. And a lot of times they want to get into a debate with me. They say, "Well, do you, what do you think about um, about fixing drums? About about the, you know moving the timing of drums around so that so that." There, you know, maybe if a take wasn't so good on the timing, do you fix them? Do you, do you edit them to make them sound better? Do you edit yourself to make yourself sound better? Um, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and so the answer to that is, is a little bit complicated for me, but I'll I'll, I'll talk, walk you through it. And I, I I feel like this answer that I'm going to give you, by the way, um, a little secret uh, between you and me. Um, is that most producers that I know that I've worked with they kind of have the same opinion about Editing quantizing drums as well. So this is not going to be uh, just me This is going to be m- a lot of people in the music industry Have this opinion um, about drums alright, so the first thing I want to tell you is yes I am okay on a principle basis with Editing drums and drum takes and recording of drum, recordings of drums to make them better to make them to have better timing. Now the context of when I would use that and when I don't um, is very That's what I want to get into a little bit, but I just want to say that yeah, I, I don't have a problem with the general concept of editing drums. Um, and so here is the couple of, uh, of exceptions or, or when I would use it versus when I wouldn't. Number one is the number one place that it's going to determine whether or not I fix my drums at a more like like overall whether I'm even open to the idea or not is gonna be based on the style of music. Um, if it is, if I've, if I've recorded my own drums and it is for a... Um, like a real organic kind of like singer-songwriter, rootsy type, you know, old school kind of vibe. Um, and I would of course talk with the artist or if there's a producer I'm working with about this if I'm doing remote sessions um, to make sure to find out about this. But um, if it's that kind of stuff, I would I would tend to stay away from fixing the timing of drums. Um, the reason why is, um, is, you know, that kind of music kind of lends itself to hearing a little bit more of the human element. Um, there's a lot of people who um, are like, no, you don't fix anything, it's not, you're, you're ruining the integrity of the music. Um, and, I, and, I, and I actually agree with that if you're talking about this kind of music. If there's a real organic type of music, there's not a lot of like, there's not any like programmed uh, synthesizer parts or anything like that, um, you know, or like a lot of like drum loops and things like that. Um, that are kind of like up there in level as far as volume level, the same volume as, as regular drums. Then like, um, if there's none of that going on, then like I would I would tend to leave a drum track the way it is. Now, the only exception to that is, um, there's a couple of exceptions to so that even within that kind of that kind of uh, song style. One is I never want to, if I have some kind of inspired, there's some kind of feel or some kind of thing I can't like put my finger on, an intangible thing about a certain take that I've done recording for a song and it's just got something magic about it, but then there's one little spot that like is iffy on the timing and I really wish I could have it back and I do Am not sitting there. I didn't catch it when I was recording it for some reason. If I was the person running the session, and I don't and I can't go back and record it again and make it sound exactly the same, then I definitely would not. Um, you know, I, I might actually fix it in that context. Um, the other reason is um, again, if there's something magic about it. I can't record it. I can't re-record it. Um, or if just maybe like, uh, you know, uh, somebody else. Um, sometimes like I'll record and there'll be one, there'll be one, um, I'm trying to think of how to describe this. Uh, the, the If I'm tracking and let's say like there was a guitar part, but we like turned the guitar part really like down really low. And it was just like me and like the bass player or like me and just the bass track that I'm listening to mostly for my cues as far as, feel and timing and then we like down the road again this will be after the fact where i can't change my playing and i can't overdub a, a new drum fill or something whatever it is um, another player might have made a mistake but then in context it doesn't make that player sound like they made a mistake it actually makes me sound like i made a mistake if that happens, I would also maybe nudge something one way or the other. Now, this isn't technically fixing anything. It's not like making something more perfect. In some cases, it actually could make something out of time a little bit more, but it, but in the end result, it makes the whole thing sound more cohesive. Uh, so in those contexts, um, I might be willing to adjust things. But again, that's only if I can't go back and record something real that makes it, um, that, that, that works, Better. That's always my preference in these situations: is to go back and re-record it if I can, or pick from a different take, or whatever else it takes. All right. So that's one thing. That's when I would not use it, um, or if someone specifically asked me not to. Um, the other. So the other side of that is when I would use it, and that is if I am playing in a, in a track, or the drums are in a track that's like. Um, super modern with lots of loops and uh, synthesizer parts with like arpeggiators, which are like like little melodies that move, but they're like locked in exactly like with perfect 16th notes or perfect timing or whatever. Um, even if, and this is, this is definitely something that I've worked with producers who do this too, even if I have the most killer take and have played the most perfect, or as close to perfect as possible, There are still going to be minor things that don't line up exactly right. And at first you might say, well, that gives feel to it. Well, yeah, it can give feel to it. But if my snare drum or my hi-hat is going to be layered in with sometimes five or six other samples that are doubling or tripling or quadrupling what I'm playing already, um, and they're going to layer it all in together, um, that little bitty difference really will add up and, and, and not it it will be confusing sounding and not clean sounding and not it it it'll, it'll make things worse not better so there are a lot of producers that I know who produce pop music who doesn't matter how good the take is and what i mean is doesn't matter if it's awesome, it does matter if it's a terrible take, they'll, they'll keep working until it's better, until it's, it's, it's great. But even if it's like the most amazing take ever, the most amazing track of drums ever, they still run it through some kind of fixing process to make it 100% perfect. Um, and so that happens a lot, and so I will do that for my own recordings even if, uh, even if uh, I feel like it's probably right and I, I don't hear anything that's wrong, I still will run it through that process, and it's, it's a tedious process sometimes, but I, I wanna get, always get it right for whoever I'm sending it to. Now, um, within that, though, too, like, I will, um, if there's something kind of in the middle of those two, um, I will sometimes feel like I might have played a little too stylized, Um, and what that means is I might have played a little too loose with like how things are swinging or not swinging, you know, like the eighth notes are swinging or the sixteenth notes are swinging, and I might have not quite got it right. And so sometimes I will, a producer might say something like, can you tighten up the timing of that a little bit? And so what I'll do is I will like go into Logic, which is what I use to record stuff with, and I will go through the process of quantizing Things, but I won't do it. There's a, there's a, uh, and I think every recording program that can do this has this option. There's like a strength um, uh, setting that you can do, and basically it is like how, like you know, if you're off from being quote unquote perfect, like lined up with the perfect grid of sixteenth notes or eighth notes or whatever you're choosing to quantize to, um, you can choose like, do you want? If you were to choose a hundred percent strength, that would mean that it moves every note all the way over to um, right where it should be. But I sometimes will choose like 85 or 90%, which is 85 or 90% of the way to perfect, but still not quite perfect, because it still sounds human, it still sounds like my take, um, but it is a little bit, um, it's a little bit closer. And again, this is only when I find myself in a situation where it's too late to re record it, or I make a creative decision after the fact, or someone else does that, that the feel of what was there originally isn't going to work, and there's not going to be an opportunity to re record it. So, a lot of times, again, I'm trying to get at like the fixing of things is, um, is mostly done when you don't have any other choice. Um, but yeah, it happens quite often. Now, a couple of places that I want to warn you about, number one is uh, I see a lot of drummers who get really good at fixing things and they they start to have that in their mind when they actually are recording themselves and they get to the point where they start being a little bit um, too forgiving with themselves as far as a bad take or poor timing because they know they can fix it later. Um, and I have seen, I've been handed because I've, I've worked on other drummers' tracks before. I've been handed tracks sometimes that it seems like maybe that's how things were approached, and then I get my hands on them, and it was too far. It was too far off to be fixed correctly, and there's not really a good way to fix it. And then I end up having to do things like. Oh, well, this this the, the, the playing in this verse, there's this one little beat in, in verse one that I can't fix. It, there's nothing you can do with it to make it sound right and be fixed the way it's supposed to be fixed because it was too far off um, when it was recorded. And so what I'll have to do is like copy a piece of the playing from another part of the song where the pattern was similar where it was better played just to make that work. There's all kinds of weird stopgap stuff you kinda do. So if you're gonna ever learn about fixing uh, drum playing, your own drum playing, don't let it creep into your actual playing to the point at which it starts changing the decisions you make about how well you can do or how good you can do a take. Um, The other thing that I would encourage you to do is not to ever use fixing your drums as a means for being dishonest about your own playing. Uh, That would be like the worst thing. If you're like putting a video up as like an audition for somebody or like you're playing a solo drum cover or something that you wanna like show how your playing is because you're hoping to like raise your profile or make people understand how good of a drummer you are, um, make sure they have a chance to understand how good of a drummer you are, not how good you are at fixing drums because uh, what happens if you get a gig based on that? and then you show up and you can't play the way that it sounds like you were playing in that video or whatever because you fixed your drums. Uh, So make sure you don't do that either. Uh, um, But yeah, I'm not opposed to fixing uh, time aligning drums. Maybe in a future episode, Actually, it probably would be easier to do with a video, but uh, we'll talk more about this whole idea of editing. And There's actually one other piece of editing that I want to talk about, and I definitely am going to do a podcast episode about this. It's about phase and what that is with drum recording and why it matters um, and what it sounds like when things are in phase versus not. And, and, and that will be a good illustration for uh, why you should care about it, um, because if you, if you get it wrong, it, it can make your drums sound terrible. Um, So anyway, um, that is all I've got for you today. Thanks for joining me here on Drummer Daily. We will talk again very soon. Bye for now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.